I beat him again, just yeah. doing my fucking frantic survival yeah. moves. Yep. And he was so fucking mad, like red faced near tears. He spit on me. What? Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Click. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Hans. And we are geriatric millennials. And that may have been the most geriatric millennialistic start to not oh. only any podcast, but our podcast, which is I got to get Guinness back on the back on the horn. I was going to say I was watching you work, work your dad magic, yeah. which is exactly what I would have done. And there's a reason we're called geriatric millennials now, because the way ancient ancient peoples used to worship like. A, a, a slab of stone that looks like a knife. Yeah. You were you did what I would have done and I never thought about it in the third eye of like we got to blow on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because to us, dust is worse than coronavirus. <laughs> it's the it's the 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 ill of anything you want to do. Ah, it's too dusty, blow on it. Pull it out, blow on it. Give it the old Nintendo blow. I guess that has got dust in there. I suppose it it happened in our um, what's the word uh, our formative years of the technology oh, yeah. we had. Dust was the coronavirus <laughs> to yeah. technology. If you had too much dust particle in your Nintendo, in your Sega Genesis, Sega Sega was pretty good. In your because it had that clip that would snap shut. Yeah, it would snap shut. Brilliant. That guy, as smart as the spicy hot Cheetos guy. Um. <laughs> Uh, ba, 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 ba. Oh, um, why can't I think of what came before Nintendo? But if you think of like coaxial cables, like yeah. even instruments, like what was the Nintendo for a generations prior would have been like you have an electric guitar, right? Or you have an electric keyboard, and right? Not a drum set, obviously, because doesn't matter. Electric drums, electric drums. If you had the the pads, we'll you know Locka the flat seagulls. pads. <laughs> But you're totally like just you got a, probably got dust in there, probably fucking dust, fucking dust. I bet there's an article on the internet, and if there's not, I'm gonna write it because I'm gonna create my own fake research that the Nintendo blow for years has been a fallacy, and you're actually just blowing more dust and bacteria. Moisture. You're putting, <laughs> putting moisture, moisture in actual living particles inside of a machine. <laughs> oh. Why would you do that? No mechanic blows on the engine because he's like, ooh. Ooh, gotta fix this car. I had one mechanic in Maine who who was missing <laughs> fingers and just couldn't, like, you could just see and smell the guy from a block away. And I don't mean, like, odorous, but you just went, that guy is going to rip me off. Nice smile. Gross, weird smile. But you were just like, he's like, one, like, he, just, it was, he's like, I had to go dig in, find a part from my old, you know, Shigunkin or whatever the fuck weird car he had. <laughs> but all he did when I went back to look at it, because it happened immediately, and all it was was, I don't know if anybody who knows cars, but I can't even explain it. There's just a part in the engine that had a rubber gasket, and if that rubber gasket isn't secure, it doesn't create a vacuum seal. And you need a vacuum yeah. seal for the pistons to fire or whatever. And so if that pops yeah. off, the com thank you, yeah, the combustion, that's it. It just doesn't have the seal. And I was like, it's doing exactly what he said. Fix. I looked in. He just put like another gasket on with like a rubber band. Took that, 
plug and a Wrigley's it, out. All I had to do, I just put tape to hold it down as well, and he charged me like four hundred dollars because we were on vacation in Maine and we needed it to get back. To go, yeah. Oh, uh, you need to leave here? Uh, yeah. No, it's five hundred dollars now. Right. Exactly. All of it, boy. But um, I was gonna say the Jurassic Park of the future when they need to. Uh, fill in dino DNA, but mo- geriatric millennial DNA, they'll just go in and do a swab <laughs> of a Nintendo oh, oh, orifice. Yeah, just WrestleMania 1. Just, just swab that. Oh, you'll never get John Hammond out of Miami. <laughs> Why is that? Because he's like me. He plays Contra. Just cut oh, to him. He's just playing con- Contra. He's got the hottest game. That would have been, yeah, Contra is probably the hot ticket. You, the most amount of Geriatric millennial DNA, that game there. That's a hot one. Contra. What a beautiful game. Such a great one. Ugly, ugly avatars, those guys. Long, yeah. ratty hair. Like, I mean, I don't even think, they just, they're, I don't know if they had definition. One had what, blue camo? One had red camo? Yeah, one guy was red slacks, one guy was blue. No, just red slacks, slacks, blue slacks. And I think on the cover they were probably like future camo, you know, like. Sure. Future oh, pants. Great cover. Like the guys on Smash TV with same thing. It was like American Gladiator stretch pants. Of course. And then a helmet. Did they fight? I'm trying to think of Contra. The mini bosses, were they just like digital skulls? So you had to shoot them when they, they were just vapor skulls. You had to shoot yeah. them when they crossed paths. Oh, I no, they looked more like the, Transformer heads. The thin narrative was... Just a pair of commandos. Oh yeah, sent to take care of some some rogues on an island, and it turns out those rogues are backed by nasty aliens. Sure, the nastiest. So I think that's the 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 arc, the very simple eight bit arc of don't peel that onion, man. You shouldn't have kicked that hornet's nest. You got alien skulls in there. Did they? Then this is an honor, honoring Memorial Day. This the is contract. Exactly fa- Thirty fallen speaking. guys. God up, bless up, down, them. Down. Um, all, all forty of them. What was I going to say? Uh, well, in modern gaming, because I'm not, I haven't mm-hmm. gamed in a while. Did the ice ice levels go the way of the dodo bird? You still got a good classic. Usually level five, six, or seven. You got a nice ice level. Mario two, Contra, Ice World. I feel like if it's not, it's easy to. It's got to. I feel like you got to keep it. You got to keep it. Just for the 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 dynamic, the physics of it, because I feel like the reason the ice levels there because they're like, okay, so we've had so how many six, five six normal levels, just invert the physics of it and we'll call it ice. Just put it ice. Let's slip them around. I feel like it's just like a oh, when you hit forward you go back. When you hit back you go forward. I mean, I think to get days. I modern, hate an ice level, oh, but I appreciate it. You got to appreciate it. Yeah, I I would skip through a pipe. Any day to skip an ice level <laughs> after I just t- tested it, test run, and I'm going to toot that flute and go to level eight. <laughs> go to big guy level. Nothing yeah, beats big, that big level. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, Those the mushrooms. Three. Skip to the just everything's so much bigger. <laughs> oh, simpletons, all of us. I was going to say, honor of Memorial Day, we honored Contra. We bashed the vice president. Uh, we talked about um, ladies trollops of the night, but maybe people heard that. Um, I was going to say one guy 
Unfortunately, we cannot honor due to my research, and I sent you a little article on him. But it Ooh, turns yes. out our one and only Steven Seagal. Let me see. I have it up here. It was uh, on a Google search. He's got what the does red it say fever, about him? huh? Steven Seagal never served in the military of any of his three nations of citizenship, nor has he ever held national public office or done any other official kind of national service. That's like a national like alarm like that comes from like the nsa like steven seagal's lying we feel <laughs> for national security he he's he's on such a platform we have to tell you he does not work for us we did research at least as of that written he does not work for the kremlin although oh, if you man. see him doing got... some judo chops with putin <laughs> Which is real. And I saw that picture. He is monstrous in size. Yeah. He's wearing like a pink muumu. Like he <laughs> looks like a bearded old woman from a fucking like John Waters movie. Right, right. Like yeah. Putin's a big guy. I've seen those pictures. He may not be tall, but he's like a muscular dude. He's diminutive. It's insane. Steven Seagal is quite rotund. And I'm sure, yeah, he has some height on him. Oh, his... Uh, his I got a pitch. The JP morning. put a tra- hashtag trademark. Okay, right I'm hashtagging now. it. Yep. He's greasing Putin's palms right now, and you just said he's never served for the three nations he claims as his nations. What's the third nation? It's, it's it's like risk. I was just thinking that I was like probably like Bhutan, Luxembourg. <laughs> like, okay. so I don't know. Wherever what he's is, a... What are the three? I mean, the USA, is it Japan? Did he go hard on Japan? Oh, because he got married there and stuff. I bet it is. I bet it's a big judo country. He's a judo guy, and he is like a like a you know reincarnated warrior king from some fucking religion. That's right. He strong armed the. He put that eight ball in that bar towel and chased the fucking Dalai Lama around until he gave him reincarnation. So to save him, what if we get our illustrious CIA? Yes, snatch him up. Bring him back. He gets to redeem himself, and we get to watch it in full living color and enjoy it. His ass goes to boot camp. Oh, so good! Yeah, so I'm I'm pitching this right now to Discovery. It's basically Stripes with fucking Steven Seagal, except he's fat and old. But he's a geriatric Gen Xer. Are you pitching me like a? fattest loser or whatever horrible show that is or we're talking fiction i'm pitching they put the black bag on his head take him back his ass wakes up in fort bragg and fucking sergeant slaughter's just barking down his neck get up maggot let's run you fat piece of shit who's his comic foil or counterpart uh jamie kennedy oh perfect i would watch it double resurrection yeah, bring him back. I mean, maybe. Do you want to pepper in other maligned celebrities that get redeemed through boot camp? The Brotherhood of Redemption? Ooh. Sisterhood, too? You know? Uh, oh, Sisterhood. I I wouldn't mind seeing... Um, always take some uh, Pete Sampras' wife. <laughs> I still don't know her <laughs> name. <laughs> From Billy Madison. Of course. Of course. Basically, all of the um, uh, female co-stars other than drew barrymore that adam sandler chews up and spits out yeah um uh casey real quick before we talk redemption here do you want to know 
the three countries because I had to look it up. You are gonna mm. fucking shit a Steven Love Seagal. It. Love it. Joy Brick. Hope it's hope it's fucking North Korea, <laughs> Afghanistan, and Iran. So one is definitely Russia. All right. Okay. The other is the U.S. Unfortunately, and the last one is fucking Serbia. Serbia. <laughs> Serbia. Wow. Uncle Jack's black coffee. Uncle Jack's. Wow. Isn't that... That is... I I have to think it's for movie purposes, you know? like I, You would assume, yeah. like so many movies there. And then he gets to claim that, like, look at this skunk. He doesn't even got the stones to shoot in Russia, and he's a Russian citizen because he don't want to pay those Russian taxes. No got to take it to Serbia. Yeah, I bet, I bet the deal is, like, he doesn't. He his shoots don't have to. Don't have to. He just. They're not beholden to any. To safety issues, they can kill animals and people. Doesn't matter. To any. He's a national. Treasure. Serbian national treasure. I. That is a JP T-shirt. If I've never heard one. Oh, fucking Serbia. Uh, resurrecting. Resurrecting. Um. Boy. Well, then this can be a transition to another. Oh, okay. Thing All right. that I actually had an idea for. You had Jamie Kennedy. I feel like do we you, sh- is. Does it say? Do you do rock stars? Do you pull? Are we gonna? Is this just Steven Seagal's soul redemption? Or are we doing like, you know, it's like Dirty Dozen? I wouldn't mind seeing like Anthony Michael Hall as like a computer nerd mm-hmm. by type, maybe. Um. Hey, yeah. There you go, uh, Judd Judd Nelson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He could be the crotchety old commander. Oh, he he's the guy that they he's the old drunk that they first got to get the shakes out of him. Oh, like Telly Savalas and yeah. doesn't like yep. he's the wild card like this old crook. Oh, my God. Get away from the wine bottles. Oh, my God. Real. Uh, this it will be quick because I'm in the middle of it. But for anybody listening, this was a random click. It is fucking worth it just for how beautiful it looks because it's a Sidney Pollock film, mm. but it's called Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, shit. Is that the Redford one? Robert Redford, and he just like wants to disappear after the Civil War, so he goes out west to become a mountain man, right? And then I forget his name, but like he's doing terribly, and an old crusty mountain man's like, takes him under his wing and teaches him how to like skin a rabbit and all this. But like, that's, it does not get more salacious than that. I was like, this is like a warm glass of cocoa, like beautiful scenery, handsome Robert Redford, like pretending to be a grizzled mountain man. And they literally do the Hogan. Him in the buckskin looking over his shoulder. That's from Jeremiah Johnson, right? Yep, yep, yep. They give him, like, he never, like, I guess he kind of grows a beard, but they give him, like, the blacked. So, like, he doesn't even grow stubble. They just blacken his face a little bit. And it is, and it's just an old, crusty, bare-skinned mentor. It's fun. It's fun. But it is boring. It's just boring. Okay. It's but not in a bad way. I don't know how it's like boring as a, it's like it's watching a, a log. Boring. It's like watching a log because there's no like banditos that roll in. You know, what? there's no to the point. I watched bison it. traders. 
to the point I watched it, no. It probably becomes wildly exciting in about the next five minutes. But for now, <laughs> I'm maligning it uh, prematurely, it's like Rocky, perhaps. But if you watch someone live for a decade. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. It's like that movie I never saw, Boyhood or whatever. Mm, right. Yeah, just, like, just follow yeah. someone's life. Yeah, I'm, there's a reason people probably don't just do that. It's time-consuming and life isn't... Uh, there's a reason movies uh, kind of uh, condense a lot of a lot of stuff mm. in because uh, it's exciting you and need, interesting. Need to, need to, <laughs> right, I can look in the mirror and watch someone slowly grow old and regret their choices. I don't want to watch a week of my life. I don't want to watch <laughs> the last eight hours. I would just. I. It was like I remember we were still in New York, and I think it was called City Cinema, mm-hmm. the one down down in the Lower East Side. And I just remember at diff- the different restaurants I worked in and the different circles of friends, you'd always get somebody who was a big mark for that type of movie. We're like, oh man, I had to go down to City Cinema. Uh, this Polish guy filmed his whole life. Oh, he just right. watched his life for eight straight hours. It's fantastic. And I was like, I I'm sure that it is a beautiful eight hours, but I might I'm not sitting on my ass for eight hours to watch someone else waste their life. I will do it myself. There was an amazing exactly. I mean, he, so there's a reason something like that is an art exhibit. I went to PS One, yeah. which is uh like the MoMA uh satellite museum in Long Island City in Queens, and it's modern art or whatever. And I I went there and one of the um, exhibits was just a bunch of old TVs stacked together. Always a good start. Just stacked a wall of TVs, and it was this, you know, Serbian artist or whatever that uh, just f- did film his life, and then he just put, you know, he or he filmed, you know, days and days of his life, and each camera just played every day. They would start at the beginning or play the twenty-four hours of that day and that day. But he, you know, he had one camera pointing at his toilet. So if you wanted to look at the toilet TV, it was him taking a shit every eight hours. He had one in his bedroom and he was a creepy sir. So he would just go in the corner and masturbate to two walls. And you just look. It was there was absolutely cutting, clipping his toenails. I remember was a big one. Like he, you know, he wasn't like this. He wasn't Andy Warhol or anything where you see like. Yeah. When he shot his movies, he was at the factory and all this interesting stuff. This guy was fucking gross. And it it was like, it looked stained. He looked stained on the TV. And the TV was like <laughs> this nice greenish, you know, that greenish, like the TV's going yeah. out of color. Everything about it's it gave you a bad out. taste. But there's a reason nope. you don't sit there for eight hours watching this. Because it, that's disgusting, no. boring. You You look at it like a piece of art and you go, huh. He's taking a shit did at the same time yeah. he's masturbating. He's clipping his toenails. You go, ah, that's very mundane. All right. You can see all the mundanity condensed together. Yeah. Look at all these old TVs. Nice repetition. But uh, yeah, no thanks. I don't need to see. Uh... I'm good. <laughs> so, no, it's so funny old. that like voyeuristic nature of mm. how it like transitioned. Because now kind of, you can, you know, we have like TV. There's a whole genre of television. That is just quote unquote reality TV, right? It's just like watching some guy and his wife argue, or a bunch of sisters from California fight. Have you? You're like, I don't care. 
Now it's so saturated reality TV, but have you ever in your life, I feel like Survivor was the first mm-hmm. big one maybe, and that came out when we were in high school. Um, yeah. I know it. that came out in 2000 because I remember Johnny was away for some reason and he was flipping out because he needed me to tape the finale of Survivor. <laughs> right. He could have missed that. And he did miss it for no reason. <laughs> I was just watching something else. I was watching like Cheers. Sorry, um, I can't turn. I, I got to tape what I'm watching. I can't tape another channel, Johnny. I don't know how to do I, it. I, I Too don't. I still don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, was there any ever a show, a reality show that you were into or intrigued um, by? I guess I like I bought in heavy because I bought in like the real world. I watched oh, all re- those okay. there you go. seasons up until leaving high school. Like I kept. I harbored that dream of like. I'm going to be the the quirky art guy on the right. new season of Real World. Sure, sure. Until you actually go out into the world and you're like, why the fuck would you want to be on a reality television show? Right. The Real World's back, by the way. Original cast. I've seen ads for it, yeah. yeah it's like yep. a Paramount Plus. Fucking Paramount Plus, feature. Man. Come on. You got, you're going Paramount Plus? What do they got? Uh, they got Ghostbusters? Ha- uh, we have it because uh, we... Watched the Super Bowl and forgot to unsubscribe. Ah, gotcha, bitch. So they did get us, but we did watch. Speaking of Paramount Plus, it's been on my notes for ages. Yeah, we did watch. They did a mini series for Stephen King's The Stand. Right. Okay. A new uh, one. Which I I read the book. Book's fantastic. Totally recommend reading it now that the the, the coronavirus pandemic is seeming to sure. subside right because if you were to read it a few months ago you'd probably have a panic attack because it's just about an airborne pathogen that wipes out most of the planet earth okay gotcha Makes um, sense. so we were we were watching it and it was like ooh, this is this is like, ooh, this is a little too close to a home. little tight yeah um our cast is crazy like it's got a fucking stellar uh scars guard the Hunky Skarsgård plays the, the Stellan. Stellan's oldest son. Stellan has a son. Oh, Stellan and the oldie. He's the dad of all of these hunky blonde Skarsgårds that are oh, conquering I did, the. I didn't the know there was Earth. a. I didn't know. I always thought Stellan was a was a lad. I didn't know there was a patriarch. Yeah, it's the guy. Uh, he's been in fucking tons of shit. Oh, really? He's I'd the derfy. Him. He's the derfy Nordic scientist in the Thor movies. Hmm, okay that's oh that's where i know the name all right uh and he's also plays uh he's baron harkonnen in the new dune movie ah uh, that makes sense okay so all right stellan so that's uh, serbian so he plays <laughs> scandinavian serbian sure uh okay hit me uh, uh great Stan. show killer okay. cast um and i having had read the book i was like keeping ash in the in the loop uh, great miniseries. If you get a chance to watch it, great. You should read the book, but the miniseries is great. But they have it's there's an extra episode. Mm-hmm. And I was reading reviews as we were watching it, and I was like, people are just bagging on this show, and I don't know why. Like it's done really well. It's acted well. It stays as close to the source material as you can, being a twelve you know twelve hundred page book. Sure. Um. And then I was like, I don't get why people bagging on it. You get to the last episode, which is just extra spoilers. It's it's past the part of the book, 
Well, uh, partially. I won't get into like the okay. details of that's it okay. if you want to watch it. People, we just said spoilers. Um, it's all right. Go forward two minutes. But so it's like it's past the end of the book. Okay. Some of the characters in the book that you're following are like, cool, we're going to leave the comfort of this newfound freedom we've won to just go r- rough it and head back to the old world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do, and you follow them, and then there's all these weird, unnecessary, like, a woman is, like, on a rickety old well, but the well's the size of a swimming pool, and there's a bunch of wood, and you're like, why the fuck would you climb on that anyways? Falls into the well, you know, just all this crazy shit. We're like, okay, this show jumped the shark in the last episode. Like, what the fuck happened? That episode was written by fucking Stephen King! Ah, uh, well... He couldn't leave well enough alone, and I was like, what a bummer, man. Steve And I get it as a creator of stuff, like, you can't help yourself for a tinkering. Taste. Yeah. And they're like, do you want to write an extra episode? And he's like, sure. And it is, hands down, the worst episode of the show. The one that is uncharacteristically, like, why are these people doing this all of a sudden? Like, why this? Why are, Why that? And then I get to the end, and I was like, oh. Sorry, King. big fella. He kinged it. Well, he's notorious for, like, he, you know, in the late 70s? No, I think it's predominantly 80s. No, late 70s and the 80s, like, his movies crushed it. Books into his mm-hmm. uh, adaptations. Um, except for one, which is the only one he directed called Maximum Overdrive. Oh, shit. And he's he has finally since been, like, yeah, I was a cocaine addict, and that was just a cocaine-fueled project. And you watch it, and you go, ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that the sense. Estevez one with the truck yes. with the yes. goblin face? Exactly. Green goblin yep. face? Yep, it's like a living truck. Right, like appliances are alive. Which he's done. Christine is about the car that comes alive and like falls in love with its owner. And that's... So, so bizarrely an amazing an amazing movie it, no made. that movie replayed at when i was at work once and i was like isn't that the fucking car movie so i'm catching parts of the movie and i'm i watched the whole end of it and i was like this is fascinating like it's actually scary and they do a good job of like making a a horny car scary yeah. i mean the phrase horny car is in and of itself kind of scary yeah it's but. it's the title of this episode but do you remember why maybe you have an affinity for that movie? No. No? Maybe you don't even know. Maybe it's in your subconscious because you were looking for a late night bo- oh. booby shot. We're talking no. encore, baby. That baby ran oh, for like six months, yeah. Christine. You're like, this is salacious enough for some... Some full frontal. This might have it. I know they didn't say at the beginning. Star Stars and Encore didn't originally start with the rating and the reason it was rating. They didn't originally right. start. Never, so you had never to, gonna, you had to roll the dice. You got to commit. But about, it's like watching the Scandinavian Serbian art. You're like, fuck. Do I have eight hours? If I can see some tits, I yeah. will sit here for eight hours. Let me see that. And then guy I'll let Hans DVDs down and show me his butt crack, and I'm piecing out. <laughs> To fast forward seven and a half hours on, you see a nipple. I told you that was right next. This might have even been the same artist that was right next to um, a, the art exhibit where you got in like one of those um, uh, handicap chairs that go up the stairs and it was just against oh, a wall wow. and you just sat in that chair and you pressed the button and it took you up to nowhere. 
you know, like 20 feet, like uh-huh. at an angle yeah. as like a projector, just you were in front of a white wall, but like projected like roaches and bugs and like oh, the yes, atomic dude. bomb on you. <laughs> and that was it. Just go up and then go back down. Come down. I was like, this is just, this is an amazing, it was just me one day. I had nothing to do. I was like, I live a block and a half away from an art museum. I have oh, a student ID. I'm going to that art museum. And it, there was a fort. There was just a, a blanket fort, basically. And you oh. go inside it, and all it is is just pictures of Hitler. And you're like, <laughs> okay, all right, this childlike blanket true. fort. I go in, pictures of Hitler. PS1 did have the more fun abstract yeah. art. Because I don't know if it was still there, but when we went, the few times we went, it had the uh, automated air tanks that blow up animal balloons. Oh, sure to music so it's just yeah it's fun yeah it's although it's it did have open. a cool one that it was called the sky room I know which it... was like my favorite part after having gone through all of these bizarre modern art things love them hate them right apathetic about them all we like finished in this spot it was just called the sky room and for those of you who've never been to ps1 ps1 is called that because it used to be a school mm-hmm Built in like the 1800s. So it's yep. this beautiful, giant, old red brick, brick building. building. Yeah. So you're going through the floors into these art exhibits. You're walking into these old classrooms. So it has that kind of rigid Absolutely. school feel. So you go into this one room. It's called the Sky Room. And it's just this tiny room. You walk in. Not much has changed. So you walk through this old door. And then there's these wooden chairs that you kind of sit on. And it's the whole room. So it's just like shellacked wood and you sit and you're kind of like i don't get what i'm supposed to do and you just kick back and then above you beautifully framed you just framed a window to the outside and you just sit and look at the sky yeah that's perfect and it was like the like the perfect salve of like oh okay a little breather after you know that hitler fort and (laughs) there was one that was just (laughs) it was a living room set like uh, that you basically would have seen in WandaVision, like a 50s living room set, but it was on a turntable, a giant turntable, and you just got up on it, and you just sat like you were in this in I Love Lucy with the yeah. old TV sitting on this old couch, and you just spun. That's amazing. <laughs> right? There's this, there's this place we went to, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it to you on the podcast, but it's called Otherworld. Okay, it's no, here I don't in think Columbus. so. And basically what it is, it's just a, a basically interactive art installation space. Mm-hmm. But to get there just adds to the majuste of the experiences because you got to drive to this like desolate suburb of Columbus. Okay. And you basically drive into a fucking abandoned mall. Okay. Like overgrown parking lot. Just you, you can tell because it has that faded. You're like, that was a Target, that was a Toys R Us, that was a this, and it's just sitting there, nothing. But in the center of this giant mall complex, they've converted like an old Office Max into this space called Otherworld. Okay. So basically, you walk in, and it's just like lights and dioramas and vignettes of all these different like Otherworld art spaces. That people are creating or that you go and interact with and kind of... You interact with, like, the my favorite one is this, like, you come in and it's this creepy... It looks like a creepy cellar. Yeah. But there's, like, these sort of, like, Cthulhu and tentacles crawling out of the darkness and they're made out of 
old Nintendo cables, like CDs. Geriatric millennial. Just geriatric millennial media. And then they have an arcade cabinet that has a game on top, but you crawl in underneath the cabinet, so you crawl into the game. And it's this lit, like, pathway that you go into, and it leads to another room, which is just supposed to be you inside the video game. How much? Uh, it's, that sounds it's amazing. Insane. How much would you pay? Listen, I'm not looking, this isn't like I would give my firstborn, but like a, a actual number. If you, if, if I created a store, an experience mm-hmm. that was exactly yeah. like going into the video game at the end yeah. of, um, what was that fucking show on uh, Nickelodeon? Nick Arcade? Nick Arcade, exactly. It is a replica. You go in. How much would you pay for that experience? People usually uh, pay fifty to a hundred for paintball or get laser tag. Hundreds of dollars. Talk about you somehow millennial? A fucking Nick Arcade and just call it Hans Arcade. Yeah. Just change the colors and just have it the same thing. You'd be the toast of uh, <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina, dude. Oh, my God. It's insane. You started talking. I went. If he doesn't say Nick Arcade, I'm going to scream Nick Arcade. Right. And if the and you buy, you get the the video of it mm-hmm. at the end, right? Yeah. Of you playing well, the game in the. So for anyone who has who is not an old dirty bastard like Hans and I, Nick Arcade was a TV show on Nickelodeon, in which it, like any classic kids game show. Whether it be Legends of the Hidden Temple or even like it harkens back like Price is Right. Mm-hmm. So you have these two teams and the first part of the game is you go to the, the arcade right. and compete against each other for high score. And then when you collect your points and the winner goes on. But the big ultimate culmination of the show is you get to go into the Nick Arcade and compete against an arcade villain and what oh, there was, was three villains. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, your teammate did not go into the game and would direct you via headset. And yep. then you would move around through the game and they'd be like, left, no, go right. No, Hansi, go up. Hansi, jump, jump. And basically what the kid was doing was just standing in a fucking empty space. Like, right. <laughs> moving around as your friend shouts random words to you because they're watching the monitor and they've overlaid this faux video game yep. filter on it, so it's like hitting you and going, and you have three lives. So it's literally like you are you are Mario, except you're blind. Like you can't see the game. Blind Mario. <laughs> blind Mario. No, and it was very rare that anyone won. Never. Too hard. <laughs> but how is that so hard? If you all you it's the competence of your partner telling all you got to do is jump step left step right. I, I feel like the house always wins in this regard. Right. Because it I just now that I'm recalling watching it, I thought the same thing as you is like, how can you fail at this? It's the most simple. It's just a simple map with crap being right. fired at you. So you go jump over stop, the haunts go forward. Crystal balls, haunts, jump, yeah. Do this. Go left. They it's either too easy and then the show's not a show, so they're like, you know what we gotta do? We gotta crank it up to... Right. It's impossible. Yeah. What, um... And the only time I ever saw anybody win 
was just a kid who wasn't listening, but clearly <laughs> saw course. the show and just beast moded through and went, dupe, there goes a life, there goes a life, there goes a life. Okay, it's over. Yeah, made it. Like, yeah, did yeah. not follow the rules of the game. <laughs> I love it. It was just like, I don't care. <laughs> Want to win that Schwinn. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a kid that's about, that's a kid who's used to like throwing the remote at the TV. Oh, yeah. That like, was a rage than... win. As I recall, the, it was the couch on it. Was drop the couch. That was me. I still have a shaky remote with the the parts rattling around in it. But um, I was like, uh, oh, uh, that was a pretty ingenious like marketed game itself because they were just marketing video games because oh, yeah. I believe all the questions were video game related, like mm-hmm. um, video marketed game video games. Culture. Yeah, and then your like breaks where you'd have to compete. They just wheel out cabinets of a new game. It was yeah. brilliant. They were just, yeah. Oh, no. It's as a marketing thing back when there were all these disparate video game companies vying for like space in an arcade. Yeah. It's brilliant. Because a kid watches a show and goes, I want to watch Barbarian Rage. So then you go to your local dumb dad who runs this arcade and you're like, I need Barbarian Rage. You better get Barbarian Rage. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Well, what I'll about call Chicago and see if I can get barbarian rage or you lease it because those things you don't own them right exactly our friend growing up tim his dad owned like 10 cabinets and he just leased them to all the regional arcades correct like all the small towns laundromats you know movie theaters he was a just a machine nickel and dimer baby any gumball machine he ran that racket oh that's some great shit um the only thing I feel like I think they missed because that and I think it was just the technology at the time and like the yeah. budget was the fact that um that uh what was I going to say I was uh I just totally blanked out um like legitimately like had a whiteout <laughs> I really did uh oh uh the game at the, the technology didn't Wow, the technology you saw, you heard it here, folks. This yeah. is like the beginning of the fall of Escher from my <laughs> brain. I feel like they missed out because they could have integrated an actual game at the end, like yeah, all of uh, the like wizards. These... Oh, that! But that's the thing. If that's a callback. Like that's what I wanted was the movie right. The Wizard, which I feel like for every geriatric millennial. That was our Gone with the Wind. If they unveiled Mario 3 in the game, but in the movie, too, to the actual the, viewing audience. How how much do you think that sold more tickets than the fact that, it, like, I wanted to see that movie. Oh, And to man. give anyone who has not seen The Wizard, basically, young Fred Savage has an autistic... It's Rain Man, but for kids. I'll just yes, put that out it. there. That's pretty um, well done, yeah. Fred Savage has an autistic brother. You could say that, right? Now, I think right? so. Autistic. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I guess own... the Rain Man version of autism, where what they yeah, used to feel... There's a spectrum where you're just good at one thing. Yeah. And then it's pretty exaggerated, I believe, in the autistic world, that you're just bad at every... Like, strange with every, everything else. I mean, so, I worked with a guy who claimed to have autism, and his autism was just that he had a big penis. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know what My that means. Too big, spectrum. I guess. I'm autistic. I'm on the spectrum. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, can't I have a girlfriend. I'm autistic. Oh no, shit. Oh, he lives yeah, in I got a weird dick. basement. Again, blame that on. I, I, I think I'm autistic. Friend. I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> my wife left me. Yeah, there's I'm bigger autistic. reasons for that. It might be because you're b- too busy bragging about how much your special underwear costs. <laughs> you like you like the Bud Lights and the cards too much. I don't think it's autism. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I it's not it. a gambling addiction. I'm autistic. <laughs> uh, that means okay. I got a big one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what autism means right but uh yeah the the whiz uh you said you whiz, hit the noise so, uh, on the head yeah so fred savage is like something with their parents or so like they need the money for the family farm i forget what it is but he's got to get his bro- baby brother to reno to yes. compete in this massive video game contest and along the way they meet some like wisecracking redheaded girl who oh knows like life on the road yeah so they go, and one of my favorite scenes of all time, because there's that there's that hot era where a lot of like sassy stuff happens at a truck stop, like in the best Stallone's over the, over top. the top. Yeah, he, they're in a truck stop because it's a trucking movie. Uh, they're at some rando truck stop place in the local arcade cabinet sharp, getting some fringe. Like, oh, you're heading to Reno to compete. I'm headed to Reno to compete. I'm better than you. We're, what do they call it? I don't remember the game because I need to play this game. And it was like Rad Racer. Oh, the yeah. The fucking right. 8-bit race car game. And he's like, I bet I could beat your brother. And they're like competing for bus fare or some, some innocuous plot point. I feel like it, they were like, compete. Like this kid was so poor. He was competing for like a plate of lunch. Food. Yeah. <laughs> they're just a bunch of orphans. Yeah, right. <laughs> they just need dinner. Uh, so they, his little brother gets like discombobulated sure. because he's just uh, being around people and does really poorly on his rad racer take. And then the local sharp is like, okay, my turn, I guess, you know, cracks his neck. And then his little stoogy flunky friend brings out a, like an attache case and they open it. And it's the first time you've ever seen the Nintendo power glove. It's amazing. And he puts it on like it's the Infinity Gauntlet, you know, flexes his fingers, and then plays this shitty video game like he's driving the steering wheel. And you're like, that's the secret of Power Glove! And he plays Mario with it, which, if you've ever used it to play Mario, is the worst I don't know any have. game that the Power Glove has ever... The Power Glove was the most complicated piece of it looked so cool let me preface it especially in that movie that movie was so amazing because it to the fictional characters and the audience because they were so smart i don't know if nintendo was the producer they were definitely the funding for it which i guess is a producer but like they were like this movie's gonna come out and then we're gonna release like a month later power glove Mario Brothers 3, like, you're like, holy shit, like, you have to wait, so you know, like, you're reading Nintendo Power, is that what it was, the magazine? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you realize they're gonna unveil this shit, uh, so there's, like, secrets coming out, so then you watch it, and it's and it's not like, you got, and then you gotta wait for the shit, it's like, I don't feel like they sync stuff up like that. I can't think of another well, version where they sync anything up like well, that. I love that we are describing a very long-form version this equation where it's called twitch now 
People oh, watch other kids yeah. play video games. That's all we wanted to do. Sure. All I wanted to do was watch this guy play this new version of a game that I couldn't play. That's it. Fuck for I love Fred Savage at the time. Still love him today. Sure. But I was like, cut this story bullshit out. I don't care that his brother's autistic and has a big one. I want to watch video <laughs> games. Uh, but how, so then, so not only do they unveil Mario Brothers so 3. Did we talk about what a power glove actually is? No, it's literally no, we haven't. Just, it goes from your elbow up to your elbow. So it's a gauntlet. Yes, it's the infinity uh, glove. Yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. and crappy rubber. Mm-hmm. And basically on... Your wrist is just, a, they just put a Nintendo controller onto a glove. You could make it in your own house. And what? it had two sensors on the knuckle, which yes. I assume they use for the Wii paddles in the future. So Nintendo's right. always innovating. They're, they're there. But they added like eight buttons, which I don't know. One of them is called Turbo, and oh, it right. eliminates, <laughs> it's pointless for 99.9% of games because you turn Turbo on and it just like, shorts the game because you can't yeah. it, it does you no good to be turbo it turbos like the a button it does you no yeah. good to be pressing that constantly it just like freezes you in a corner like it runs you into a corner and you can't jump yeah, because, because it, you're running like, the frame rate like all it like if you like video game programming these things have that clip and all it does is tell the algorithm to go faster right so when you hit that button it basically just fast forwards the game and you're supposed to keep track while it goes, which can never, never works out. No, no. It worked for Tiger Heli. And, but that wasn't the power glove. That was the version of the power glove, which is just a um, helicopter. It was a joystick basically, but it was like a uh, gear shift or whatever. I love this shit. It's so good. I'd still buy all that shit. Oh, of course. Like, the accoutrements to make like a, oh, I'm driving a tank. I will pay $50 for tank controllers just to do it like it's a tank. When it, The controller works fine. A, B, Perfect. down, left, right. That's it. That by, or I think it came with the game, but like one of the first Nintendo games was just Nintendo Track and Field. And you had a oh, pad. The with, power looked, mat. The power mat, right. And it oh, just. hell yeah. It was power like. Power pad, I believe, was a, called. And you just ran on it. Because you you know you got to get up speed, but you realize that, like you said, the algorithm like your little legs will do you zero good to catch the speed. So then you just have to get on your hands and knees and hit the power pad with slapped, your hand, yeah. just slapping <laughs> this pad again. Much easier, oh, much more confident to use the controller. The best cheat is uh, oh long jump, cool little fat me run as fat as you've ever fast as you've ever seen a fat kid run long jump just jump off of the pad uh, yes and your guy just goes i know <laughs> you go you go 500 miles i know new world oh, record so 500 good. mile long jump oh my god that was the beginning i guess of the end right of like yeah uh because they were like no don't go outside and play and run just Damn. slap this pad in your parents living room and it's like like out it's it's the same thing better than being outside yeah man reality's boring exactly like we're talking getting back to reality tv you're right uh the um i forget how we got on the whiz wizard reality oh uh oh starting our own business where you play nick arcade where you can play nick arcade and my disappointment 
Ed, they kind of measured it. They're like, these guys are going to be really dis. The kids are going to be. It's fun. They're answering video game questions. They see new games being unveiled in cabinets. You're like, I'm going to play yeah. that. And then the end is like, I'd like to be in a video game. Probably not that one. Because it is so wildly it's boring. Game just watch. It is just you get three villains. One is a wizard. One's a fat genie. Yeah. And I feel like the other one is a witch <laughs> well, or something. It's a, a female one. It was like a witch. Yeah, there was a yeah. lady villain. And they just she's like a bubbles. sorceress. Yes, yes, yeah, that's just, it. Ugh. And you jumped over bubbles, and I think you could jump on like floating platforms, and that was it. So you were just like. I guess you're keeping me guessing as to if I get wizard, fat genie, or witch, but this is a terrible <laughs> game. Uh, but then you're always I like, never... I, I can't believe these idiots can't beat this game. I think, I mean, obviously the rights argument alone, but if they could have made a Nick Arcade game right, in which you got to play other games on a game, you could have charged $200 for that one console game. Absolutely. And then you, I would have enjoyed playing the fucking crappy, you know, Narlin the Wizard and Dervin the Frog Monster. Here's, like, if Nintendo wasn't thinking, they could do a Nick Arcade version of a game, right? Where it takes two players, right? Yeah. One player, you don't hook a controller into their player, you hook in like an earpiece or whatever. You have an earpiece <laughs> so that's hooked up to, the... to two players. Right? Right. And player one is the only one that sees the screen. Yeah. Player two uses a power mat, or mm -hmm. they get in the power box, right? So it just blinds them. So it's a power mat with like a power, either a power blindfold. Yeah, just power make it blinder. easy. Power, yeah. blinder. It's power blinder. Power blinder. It's cool, Oakley looking wraparound just shades. It can but be built into the box. See. Oh so my God. Wear, you're literally just wearing the box as a mask. That's but if we it. call it the power reflector. And you are in, and the power reflector has an earpiece in it too, and the other person just tells you what to do. Left, go left, jump, Auntie, jump. And I, do do, it. I and don't. And you can just cheat, and it's the same fucking game. It doesn't right. matter. That's all anybody would do. And I wonder if part of it is if there was enough technology to record the one level they had, so you can come back and see your yeah. avatar playing the game. I don't know if they could. I don't know if it had the ability to do that. No, but you were onto something if you could sell that video because it's the same principle oh, yes. of buying photographs on a fucking roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's a video. Oh my god! But it's it's your fat dad like oh, hey, oh, oh no, <laughs> like that TikTok that right now. Absolutely. Like how how many views do videos get where you put your fucking mom in a VR goggle? Right. And she just goes oh. oh that's it. They... I'm selling this to children. Children, make something to embarrass Hans and I. Please, yes, Just somebody. Give us a taste. Henny, give us a taste. Come on, Henning's got that shit. Uh, that's that's a YouTube show. They they got a show where you eat hot wings with celebrities. You got to take celebrities and put them in the fucking arcade. Arcade. I'm telling you're onto something, Hans. It part of it needs to be arcade. We'll just go blanket and just call it Hansy's world. Right. Dr. T's world, you got to climb in through the toilet into this world. <laughs> and if you could just recreate the child game show obstacle course. Right. Done. Done. Bachelor parties, fucking birthday parties. And I'm talking like we're serving drinks. You want to get on Excite Bike? We got one. 
There it is. You're just uh, sitting just on a fucking oh. stool. <laughs> sitting on a fucking stool. All we're doing is recreating the fucking Foot Claire lair from Ninja Turtles 1 oh, and selling it right game. back to you. You want to jump on a trampoline and snap kick a heavy bag that looks like Shredder? Go for it, bro. You could. That would be. That's how it should be. But you could just have a shitty bachelor party company where you just bring a Nintendo console with all the accoutrements. All the games. You got any game you want to play. You got yeah. Power Gloves Galore, Power Mat, do, and then a do you cooler remember? full of Bud Lights. This will date you firmly in geriatric millennial, but classic mall staple, nice mall, fancy malls. Mm, okay. Sioux Falls Mall. Not right. Watertown Pub. No. Talking Sioux Falls, nice. Uh, it looked like a, a like a little minivan cube. Okay. And it was on hydraulics. Oh, yeah. And you'd pay like 10 bucks. And it was just the VR thing where they play a movie. And this one, you say dirt bike. And I was like, that's just Excite Bike. It's just the video of a dirt bike going down like a cobblestone road in like <laughs> Rome and up a ramp. So you're sitting in this like pod that is just moving along with it. Casey, I took Ruby to an Meg and I took Ruby to an arcade. It's called Charleston Still. Funtown last week because it was 95 degrees. We're like, we have to get out of the house, but we can't be outside. So I was like, there's a there's like a fun town. And fun I was like, town. they got an arcade. Go they got town. mini golf. So we went. And everything, you know, dumb dad's like, a dollar a play, you know, like for a bunch of stuff. (laughs) I was like, 25 bucks in five minutes. But uh, (laughs) there was, but I, it didn't stop me from spending $3 a play for exactly what you said. So you each, it's two seater. You sit in Uh it. All right. You get to pick from eight different levels. One is like Haunted Canyon, you know, like, like, Uh uh. Miami race, uh, uh, like old Western coaster. And you just pick one and you pick it and the seat reclines back maybe a foot. So you're reclined. Got two handles on the side. One, two, three. It's got two fans on you. The fans start (laughs) and all it does, it's just a rumble. It's just a rumble seat. And it was fucking great. It was so fun, especially with Ruby because it's bounced. I was like, she is going to bounce onto this concrete yeah, floor, just but out, she out loved the, it. The pod. Just your neck is sore. And it's exactly what that was. And I wrote it twice and Meg wrote it once. And it that cost us $20. <laughs> I remember we went to, I think it was at Mall of America and it was like 20 bucks to do it, which meant no dice for old, uh, the elder Van Heel son, because right. no one's dropping twenty bucks on this piece mm-hmm. of shit. And it was basically, and there was a line for ever. And I think my family went to do stuff in Camp Snoopy, and I was like, "No, no, I'm going to stay. I just want to stay and watch. <laughs> just stay just and watch." And it was literally what you described. It was just a pod, and then you put on that big, and I know you'll know, you'll know it, the big giant VR headset, absolutely, with the computer screen up front. And it was just people playing the first level of Doom. Yes! Where it moved yep. when you moved. And I was like, I, 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 I gotta, I, I gotta. I dreamed about that. Yes. I spent which is insane. hours and hours of my life not playing video games, but when my mom would drag me to the mall, she's like, you need just pants. JCPenney's. 
And right up front, so next to the JC Pennies was a our arcade. It's called the Electric Rainbow, which is a fucking amazing name Bring for it back, an arcade. Baby. Keeping it, of course. And right up in front, right as you walk by, is where you're going to put the hot game. And for a good two months, it ended up getting replaced by Mortal Kombat, and then ended up getting replaced by Tekken. But for two months at least, was a game called Time Killers, which was so glorious, glorious, and it It was pre Mortal Kombat. And the amazing thing is, is like you would lose limbs, but could keep fighting. Yes. With that yes. one limb, like it didn't regenerate. So in the match, you could have both your arms cut off and you just had and to so kick. kick. Right. And you could get your head chopped off and shit. And I, that would end the round. But like that game was I, hours. That game, I rarely played oh, it. No. I just watched it constantly. As soon as I you wanted said to see it, people I was get like, chopped <gasps> up. Because anytime I throw some quarters in, you got those fucking arcade hawks on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All over you. I still don't understand it to this day. Because I would hate to, but it's like, okay, so you see a 10-year-old walk up to an arcade, put his 50 cents in, back there snapping your trident. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you saunter up, Hot and jet. then you beat you beat me at Time Bandits, because you just cut my head so off. so quick, too. Immediately. I hated Immediately. that shit. Yeah, that was the and worst. I was like, okay. Because they don't even get to keep playing. Dude, like, you don't get anything out right, of it. It's right, It's not like they got a free game out it of it. It didn't put they you into, like, s- journey mode. No, you just get to step on someone else, and then you're done, too. Exactly. And it would interrupt your journey mode. Your, yeah, because yes. you're going to do the story mode. Story mode, yeah. I, uh, and, and even but back no, then, I am geriatric millennial, like, I don't fucking know you. You're a stranger. I do not want this experience with you. I have no. no desire. I don't care if you're amazing at video games. I'll sit back and watch you, but I don't want to know your name or your likes or dislikes. Therefore, I don't want to sit next to your sweaty oh, ass and play Holy time shit, killers. That like takes me back. I don't even know where we were because my brothers were in swim team. So we would travel a lot to like larger midwestern city sure hit the aberdeen um, the huron the mitchell huron and we were so it's like old it's like an old west gun like a fucking gunslinger like i was in a foreign arcade oh, not my arcade yeah. but i was you know had had some quarters to burn while the rest of my family was doing something else and i remember playing there was an x-men fighting game that was just X-Men. i know it is. yes absolutely and i was like oh, oh it's so good Love, love me some X-Men. A I'm an X Men yep. Mark. So, like, I saunter up to the game and I was like, cool, want to play it? Pick Wolverine, of course, because he's the best. Mm-hmm. And then this fucking dickhead, like, this kid who's older than me, taller than me, like, saddles up and I'm like, it's not my first rodeo. So I know what's about to happen. He's about to right. scoop me on my, on this machine because it's his machine. Yeah. Because yeah. it's his. Like town, and everybody knows that's oh Rudy's machine. No one plays <laughs> X Men unless they play Rudy. R R D Y. So I was like, okay, like in the mechanics of it are enough like other fighting games where you can hold your own. So I just do you know your basic moves, and I'm getting moves across, and like you got fighting him. this guy, fighting this guy. It's like shot for shot, and then get I snuck one out like with a cheap one, knock him out, and he's like, oh. Cheap, you fucking cheap. Button masher. Cheap. 
oh, Batman. Uh, uh, uh. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Win's a win. Do it again. He, I beat him again. Yeah. Just doing my fucking frantic survival yeah. moves. Yep. And he was so fucking mad. Like, red-faced, near tears. He spit on me. What? He spit. He was like, you fucking sheep, Wolverine, piece of shit, fuck. He just spit. Like, he was so Nintendo raged. His only recourse was to spit at me. That is. Oh, what the fuck? And I, of course, immediately lost when I got to continue playing because I'm not that good. Right. Which I'm sure made him spit even more. What a different time that you got. Do you. if, If that happened today, if that happened to Harvey or whatever. You would lose your mind, but I'd like to say even my kid would be like, you know, like, come tell me because that's such a disgusting uh, invasion of your personal space. But back then, you got a fucking quarter in that machine, Casey. Motherfucker, this man. Motherfucker. I, just wipe that spit off and you're going to keep going. After school, kids. And you're going to put your fucking like, name in that top. I was like, I'm putting my fucking initials in and I'm going to fuck them up CSY and be pissed off about over RDY. It. It's so like, funny you mentioned those other arcades. I could I hadn't draw thought... you a map of the Sioux Falls Mall yeah. arcade right now. I can picture main entrance, dying. go in, it's to the right. You yeah, got oh, your, yeah. uh, whatever that machine was, is a low, like, cat, uh, low, um, waist high machine that had all the multicolors, and all you had to do was just it's, hit the button on the I light. Know what it's called. It's called Cyclone. Yes! Exactly what you're describing. Oh, yeah. You gotta catch the light. Yeah. In the button and you get all the tickets. Oh, baby. Oh, man. These arcades look like they look in the fucking movies. Like, you couldn't smoke in the mall anymore, but it, that place was like dingy and smoky and old. And, know, you know, it's like I'm fucking 11. This kid's 12, 13. Right. It's like, I'm going to cut you. Just Boys and Girls Club kid, you know, like. Only scumbags hang out in arcade. I knew that because only scumbags hung around the arcade machines at the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, yeah. And, you know, uh, if you were hanging and out in an the arcade. Win. I got the win. I beat him and his game. It. I'm glad I didn't end up in the fucking morgue. <laughs> dump. City, the Moorhead City dump. If he brings a carter, you bring a dollar. Um, If, if he brings a blaster, you bring a glove. Uh... Oh, um, what are you saying? Uh, I forget. Oh, so well. we got basically what we're saying for when we bring back Doctor Toilet oh, yes, Electric there Rainbow. You go. Yes, we got to hire some toughs. You could some local toughs to like bring down these fat oh. dads who are. Oh, I'm gonna. We need some arcade hawks to just to get the experience. That's two things. Do you think that's where our technology rage comes from? Because the initial, like, gaming technology, like, when I'm dealing with a, like, a device or streaming device and I fucking lose my mind, does mm-hmm. that come from the actual devices we had growing up where they would genuinely have no alternative? Like, when they, they yes. would break from a physical perspective, like, uh, the apparatus would just break because mechanically it would break down, not because of a software update or this or that. Um. No, it's it's no, it's interesting you say that because I don't know if you if you have seen, but there is a new season of Cocaine and Rhinestones out. Oh, I have, yeah, yep. And that first episode of it is about pinball and its connection to country music, but it gets into the history of the pinball machine 
and the physicality of the machine where it's like part of the game is that you got to beat the shit out of the game. Right. Oh, yeah. Because the game's rigged. So like part of the tilt mechanism is the tilt mechanism is so you can't lift it up like the Hulk and just smash it. Yes. But of course. part of the game is meant for you to fucking slap it and kick it and knock it around. Oh, absolutely. They had a they had a the things you find out about your folks, man. They had a pinball machine at the Pizza Ranch in Ortonville, Minnesota, uh, which is where my dad grew up, and just he just took a quarter, he fucking played that pinball machine like the devil goes down to Georgia. Like I was like, what the fuck it. did because all he it. was like, you're playing too many damn games, and then he just goes onto a pinball machine. I was like, what the fuck is going? on? On this he's guy, like he's this got guy's pizza was getting cold. I'm good. <laughs> nah, save it. Save me a slice of the oh, Supreme. God damn. No, but I do think the rage comes from that, like those games coming out of pinball skill. And those games are so binary. It's like you're good or you're bad. The end. You get a point or you don't get a point. A, B, that's it. And right. like as the games evolve, they become like games now are. You can't die right away. I know there are some games I hear people talk about where they're like, this game is so hard, I hate it, but I love it. Sure. But most games now are like, if you're going to pay fucking 60 bucks for a game and then also have to pay for your Microsoft Pass or your PlayStation Pass. All right. right. It's like a movie ticket. They're like, this is a narrative game with functions in it where you can like be Batman and like get into a fight where you beat up 100 guys. Right. But, like, the Batman games we would play, it was like, you start as Batman, and a guy shoots you in the face. And you're like, fuck! Batman right away, ret- I got shot in the face! Batman Returns. Still, I get, I'm get, i <laughs> angry thinking about it right now. That <laughs> fucking game with the sweet-ass cover, because that's how they, I mean, Nintendo I'm art kidding. is some of the most beautiful art still to this day. It's millennial geriatricy, but I can picture all these fucking covers, and they're amazing. I would frame them and put them on my wall in a heartbeat. Oh, and man. Batman begin about- or Batman Returns was right there with a little Catwoman, a little Penguin, Batman going up the the side of the uh, side of the building, right in the center. Actually, I think oh. Batman Begins was amazing. That game was really fun. I think it was the original Batman, which the one like- where it you start and it's just that side scroller where you got to yeah. do the. <laughs> Where you jump up the exactly. walls. Yes. And, and you I, have that punch where it's just like. Oh, so fucking hard. It's Bayou Billy. The hardest game in the hard. world. Now, Bayou Billy is harder. And we still have a friend who's a fucking liar. Because he says he no got one to level ever, two. <laughs> ever. And for anyone listening who's still listening. <laughs> yeah, if you know really anybody who has played a Nintendo. Ask him if they've played Bayou Billy. Because it is the craziest and hardest absolute game of all time. Basically the game is just a 70s exploitation movie where like a plantation owner steals your girlfriend. Right. And you're Bayou Billy and you just walk through a world where you beat up alligators and racists with a baseball bat or your fists. Yep. And you die instantly and falling it's into so a pit. Hard. It is so hard. And if you have anybody that you ask that question to and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the level where you're on a ski do or whatever, you go, you're not my friend anymore because yeah. you're a liar. Because all you did was look at the back of that packaging and no one ever and made see that there was level. another level. 
where you were on whatever that weird redneck skimmer thing is with the fan because in the back. Because the, oh, the fan boat. Fan boat. Because the biggest selling point for that game was the game utilized all of Nintendo's devices. So the shit all Hans and I are talking about, like the power pad yeah. and the fucking power glove, the zapper. The game was like, cool, the first level is your classic left to right side scroller game where you move up and down and you just punch alligators and guys. And you get to the end, you beat up the boss. And then the next level is a gun level where you're in the swamp. Oh, so yeah. it's just a slow pan and you have control of the site. And then you're using the zapper, which up until that point for me, you only used for Duck Hunt or Hogan's Alley, which is just a target Play pigeons, game. yeah. Hogan's Alley. <laughs> you just shoot it. It's just like, a, like you go to the shooting range and like, crook, nope. Crook, shoot. Yep. Cute person. No, don't shoot. Root beer and then barrel. You just, no. you just shoot plates. Like, it is uh, the most boring. It is our Serbian art movie of video games. Right. It's just, you just shoot bottles off a fence, which you can do. We could have done in South Dakota. Sure. You know, plenty of people with fences and guns and bottles. Uh, uh, but then there's a driving level where you're in a car and no one ever made it to the end. No, come on. No one knows how it ends. Plantation owner takes your girlfriend, marries your girlfriend. That's that's all we know. And there was a big Bayou craze in the eighties that I feel like isn't around. There was so so such myth and lore around the Bayou, but I feel like yeah, that's faded. True, because there was of all of the pantheon of DC characters that everybody knows now. We have Green Arrow. Of course, everyone knows Batman, Superman, Flash, mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, Booster Gold. All these people have permeated pop culture. Cyborg, yeah. Cyborg, Wonder Woman, obviously. Uh, but it goes back to your Bayou craze. There were two movies and a series for fucking Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's a big one. Yeah. Just happened in that Bayou craze. It's a big Bayou craze. I think the Swamp Thing movies predated the Batman movie. Oh, absolutely. Tim Burton's Batman. Absolutely. Because I remember watching them on Up All Night, and I was like, well, I might get to see some bare breasts and it's Swamp Thing. Sign me up, monsters. He's got a fly face. Yeah. He got a pig doctor. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's Um, got it all. What? uh, That Anton Arcane. Oh, my God. Did I mention this? Uh, I think I was talking. We were done. I'm just kind of we're we're on a geriatric roll here, we're millennial going, roll. Yeah. So if people are still on the ride, as you mentioned, they it's a very niche ride. A treat. Yeah. So if you're yeah, yeah. slightly older than us or slightly younger than us, this has been like pulling fucking teeth, man. <laughs> it's like two old men talk about old Christmas presents. But we're gonna. Yeah. Speaking of, I was mentioning to you that I had all these old <laughs> cards. And my dad's yes, like yes. my retirement cards, my retirement baseball. Like mm-hmm. he's like, you have led a sham life. You Cash better hope that me. these trading cards will <laughs> be enough to bury you someday. <laughs> you know, <laughs> will pay for your cremation. <laughs> oh man, that's JP all the way. Your caskets made out of old baseball cards. Oh, that's perfect. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But what he did find, I was like, we just have your standard bunch of commons, which in baseball terms is just a bunch of yeah. generic cards. Like we were, t- you and I were talking last week again, a- again after the record was over. But like, there's ninety nine point nine percent of professional ball players uh-huh. you've never heard of. 
Yeah. They're like one and done. And it's just such a hard thing. So, but they still had baseball cards. It didn't take much. If you got in, if you wore a uniform, you had a baseball card. They're called commons. And then there were your more popular players, but still there were so many of them that yeah. they just have no value. But I was like, we did have these weird, like a gypsy you were. We had a whole box of Nike promotional trading cards where they were just plain. They were individual packs of five cards. Each pack was the exact same card. And it was just to promote. It was a five card pack sealed and uh, and you couldn't give these away. Because, like, it was like, yeah, but there's no joy in opening a pack of cards to find the same cards. So my dad, he he reminded me, he's like, I was like, where did we get? Because we got a case of boxes of packs of these cards. And for any collector, you know that that's a good thing. The more packaging, the better. If you have a case of boxes, you're in good shape. If you have a box of packs, you're in great shape. So anyway, and then if you have packs unsealed, it's even better. But for these, it shouldn't be because there's like a famous baseball card. Uh, some of the, the most famous baseball card is a oh, an old Polak that used to play for the Pittsburgh <laughs> yeah. Pirates named Honus Wagner, who oh, they said Honus. he used to throw the ball so hard to first base he'd, he'd hit the first baseman in the face with rocks because he would scoop the ball and throw it. So like, they were like he's got a hand a bird shot. Biggest hands you ever seen. His fingers were like sausages. Uh, just fucking, can you imagine how much you hated being that first baseman? If every time you got an old throw from <laughs> third base, Honus Wagner, you got a face full of grit. But his... This isn't modern grit. This is actual old-timey grit. Oh, yeah. They played on a in a quarry. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you slide into some slate. Uh, chip slate. <laughs> chip. Hey, is this this fine chip slate? But, I always uh, love playing in New Jersey. They're fine chip slate. <laughs> yes, the different, the different fields. But his card is so valuable because it was so rare. They only made a few, and this is back when you got a pack of cards. You got one card in a Cracker Jack box. Yeah, and his card was I the think most it, valuable. His was tobacco, even. Oh yes, no, his was Cracker Jack. But yes, it would happen Jack? in tobacco. It happened in bubble gum, and so it's so valuable because they were rare. But they knew how many they made, and they could only find so many that you could physically see in circulation. So if you found a Cracker Jack box unopened, may, circa 1912, you, that might have a Honus Wagner in it. So like all these collectors were salivating, so they would buy an unse- unopened box of Cracker Jacks. Then you'd hear like they'd run it under an x-ray machine, try and look for that old Pollock-specific nose like, or something. Ah, it's just- it's just Garvin Darvin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has the same amount of cards as well, by the way. If we're talking about, if we're applying value to rarity, there's also the other guy that played for, you know, the the Ath- Philadelphia Athletics. Right, right. Who had the same amount of cards. He just doesn't have the... He wasn't as racist. He had a cigarette in his mouth in, in the drawing. Yeah, exactly. So they were exactly. like, ah, cancel him. Um... Oh, anyway, so that's obviously why, like, because you don't know. You buy that Cracker Jack. This is a million-dollar card, plus. Yeah. You buy that Cracker Jack box, you might get Durbin Irvin from the Philly A's, and it'd be worth, <laughs> you know, still like a 1000 bucks. but you bought that yeah. box of Cracker Jacks for $800,000, thinking there's a <laughs> 1 in oh 20 God, chance yeah. that it's a Honus Wagner, Wagner, and you just made a $500,000 profit, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but these Nike cards, there's no joy because no you're going to get the exact same cards. But I like, Dad, those are so strange. And like, like I was saying, like a gypsy, my dad was like, yeah, we traded like a pair of old shoes for them or something. And this guy <laughs> was like, magical. I'll take them. I'll take them. And we got these all these cards. So I was like, those are weird enough that maybe people like they were so weird that people got them with a pair of shoes and they instantly threw them away. So the fact that we had so many might make them valuable. And I looked them up. And if you have a box of packs, it was selling for fifteen thousand dollars. So I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Of and course, they're the same. The they're fucking all the same. same. They're the same. So I guess people just like threw them away, used them as kindling or whatever. And so my dad sent me some, of course, like I was saying, like a, like a, like a, like a British diplomat in India. I handed these cards away to my idiot fifth grade friends. So I dished them out, but I still had some packs. So my dad sent me some, but I actually opened them up and they are the weirdest, most strange because it's when Spike Lee and Michael Jordan were doing their promos for yes for nike right so it was his name was mars and these cards the best card is they integrate i think i sent you a picture you did it's michael jordan dressed as spike Mm -hmm. these cards are so fucking insane it's michael jordan dressed as spike lee with a genie bottle at the bottom with the old wispy genie smoke coming out and out of the smoke is just little Richard's head with a crown on. It's, it's maybe amazing. the most beautiful trading and card I've ever seen. And it's got a very seen. like beautiful baroque border around Mo- it. It's as a basketball well. mosaic. Yes, like it is the coolest looking thing. And you sent yeah, you sent it last night before we were podcasting. And I I was fucking laughing my ass off. I was like, holy shit! Like I had to use little Richard like. Why not? Like, I guess at the time, Little Richard had had a resurgence. Full House resurgence. He's on Full House. He's on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, yeah. That era is like the return to that old school rock and roll, like the pre-Elvis rock and roll, which seems very childish. But as we know, when we talked about when after Little Richard had passed about just how sexual all Mm. that music is. Right. The life he lived. The man lived a long one. I he mean, he autistic. was the Michael Jordan of... <laughs> I'm not gay, I'm autistic. Um, but you're also good at piano, but I'm better at being gay. I'm autistic. <laughs> I'm way better at that. <laughs> you see how good I'm at uh, piano? Way better at the other thing. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about uh, those cards. Um, where are we at? You want to take a quiz real quick? I got yeah, one let's for do you. it. I'm, let's I'm do in. It. It, I'm it, all it, in. It, it, it's a little throw. It's a. Th- it's not a little. It's a throwback to your laser nays, Dorito or Dorito, and Pringle Perfect. or Shingle. And this one, I was thinking about it. It's got to be Oreos, renowned for coming out with a new flavor mm-hmm. all the time. But they're pretty traditional flavors. You know, yeah. you get a carrot cake, you get a s'mores, you get a a birthday cake. Eh, all interesting you go ruby loves oreos we'll get a different pack i'll have one and then 900 when i get up at three in the morning yeah (laughs) which is why we can't have them but i was like you know what i'm not having cake for breakfast i'm having oreos i'm having oreos for sad dad anxiety (laughs) sleep um 
I was like, I bet they got some fucked up flavors too. Lay's. Anybody that is is expansive in their flavors, you if tend you're to in sneak the game some long in enough. There. Yeah. So this one is Casey. Is it an Oreo or a Nori? No. Ori no. Ori no. All right. You ready for this? Ready. Blueberry pancake. That fits that biscuit. Get that oh Oreo or Ori no. Oreo or Ori no. You coming at me with some truth or you're gonna try and do me dirty with the fakey. I'm gonna go Oreo. Ori no. You dirty dog, you <laughs> This is see, I'm giving you the doctor hand or doctor foot situation here, because <laughs> the next one is waffles and syrup. <laughs> Uh, so you went Ori no with, I'm going to go Ori O with waffles and syrup. Yeah. You are correct. Yes. You get a cookie. How about pineapple pizza? Oh, that's too gross. That's so gross. I could see it. Right. What, what Canadian town had that (laughs) tested in it? Hawaii, maybe. I don't think (laughs) uh, that's a stereotype. (laughs) Yeah. I think they like their pizza normal. Uh, I'm going to say Ori no. You are correct. How about us? So how about us? I was going to add an adjective, but I want hot chicken wings. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I see the screen creeps up. <laughs> got to hide my face. I got too many tells. Hot chicken wing. Because I could see the creaminess, the creamy base being the oh, shit. creamy, gonna Ori, creamy I'm gonna go base. Or yeah, like a blue cheese. Oh, you're adding a ranch factor to this. I'm just saying. I mean, you can. That's uh, all. I'm gonna go Oreo. You are correct. Nicely yes. done. That is some hot Australian Oreo love. I don't know what the Aussies are up to, but. They uh, love blue, their bizarre uh, flavors. Buffalo chicken wing Oreo. Buffalo chick hot chicken wing. I am I am intrigued. I would try one. I would eat one. Oh yeah. Try every one of these. How about Swedish fish? Swedish fish. Oreo. Correct. Skittles. Oh. Oreo? Oreo. Chocolate mole. Ooh. Oreo. Ori no. Ori no. Uh, got a couple. Uh, watermelon. Ori no. Oreo. Ew. That one's the grossest one. Yeah, I think that one's, that one's that one is disgusting to chicken me. Chicken wing. Ugh. I love watermelon. No. Watermelon flavored. Does not is, work. It tastes like sun, like a sun, like tan it. Doesn't doesn't work. Like sunscreen. How about pina colada? Oreo. Correct. 7-Eleven cherry slurpee. Ooh, that's good. Oreo. 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 Well, they got a cherry cola. Let's see. Oh, I could get a hot day slurpee? Hmm, that's so good. Millennial over here. Geriatric millennial. I'm salivating over a nice slurpee, slurpee run for Blue white cherry. Blue raspberry or cherry? And then Mountain Dew. Came of later. course. Gotta have a Dew. Uh, I would fill those. They must have hated <laughs> me. Too- they hated me for <laughs> you many got, you, reasons. You take the- fill that so much. 
just <laughs> you dripping it all over the fucking floor. Oh, God. <laughs> the 7-Eleven we used to ride our bikes to, it just yep. had the same two flavors or it was broken. And it was just Coke and yes. like pina colada. And I was like, why do I keep coming here? <laughs> Never changed. Nothing more disappointing than seeing Coke as the Slurpee choice. You won't, and you're not even going to sell me a Playboy. This place sucks. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. But you think they had buttered popcorn Oreos? Oh, ugh, ugh. It's, it's along the lines of watermelon uh, artificial flavors. I would rather eat one of those Harry Potter booger funkadunk beans funk-a-dunk we do, we've done beans that a few. than a buttered popcorn jelly belly which those my ones mom ate by the Ugh. fistful hated those hate them i, I hate I them and smell them right now harry potter like icky bicky bellies yeah, or whatever vomit, they are. like yeah the dog food and the vomit ones are bad but the popcorn one is worse i think so i'd agree i'm gonna but i'm gonna say oreo that is an ori no it's oh, a throwback no. to my jelly belly it's just full of jelly belly. Oh, can you imagine biting into that biscuit and it's just half jelly belly, like diced jelly bellies? Ugh. <laughs> what? By the way, is an Oreo cookie? Is that chocolate? The cookie? Yes. It is the, claims the to be chocolate. It's supposed to be chocolate. Yes. All right. Because think about the. Uh, did you ever get the old mix match ones for the on the cheapy? Oh, like the, the old Hydrox? county fair. The, Connie Fair cheeps. Oh, I that were I the, still, oh, the yeah. chocolate biscuit and the the quote unquote oh, vanilla biscuit. Oh yes, I you mainly had them at church, but yes, of course. Yeah, that church. I, that can't get behind that cookie. No, don't like no it. Thanks. I won't get behind that. I won't get behind a a pink a Neapolitan packaged Neapolitan wafer. The wafers, yeah. Mm. I eat them. Strawberries I'll always eat the last one. <laughs> yeah. Always the last one. Oh, but that's a disappointment. What about a uh, peach bellini? Peach bellini. Oh, now if I'm in Morocco <laughs> on the beach, maybe yeah, I'm going to play peach bellini as an Oreo. That is an Oreo. No, god damn it! I got two left for you. Okay, wasabi. Mm-hmm. Oreo. Correct. Correct. Surprisingly, it's not like uh, it's not a Japanese or Chinese, not an East. No, no. That's why I said Oreo after all that chip research. Oh, got it. Got all right, it. last one. And this is why tied right back in Lay's brand potato chip. <laughs> Just Lay's. I'm going to say Oreo because I want it to be Lay's X Oreo. It's an Oreo. Oh, fuck. And for for now, for now. All right. Well, I got one. I got another thing. I'm going to pin for next pod. Okay. Because it's a JPOS, JP original sketch, a little riff. I love it. Little talk. Uh, this this thing I I have had in my notes for weeks, and I was like, this hits all the sweet spots. Okay. Hansi and me. So I guess for for years there is a beautiful beach. And I thought, because it's Memorial Day, everybody wants to get out. Summer is here. We're all going outside. So there's this beautiful beach in Brittany, France. Okay. People would go every summer. Kids are frolicking. You're you're on vacation. French Riviera? Is it French Riviera? Is that where Brittany is? I think Brittany is up on the... 
I think that was a stormed beach. That's where you ah, see okay. it old. All right. It's got the cliffs. I think it's more Atlantic north. side. It's it. not quite Mediterranean. It. Still beautiful, I'm sure. sure. It's going to get even more beautiful as the story uh, goes on. Okay. So it would, you would have children and families come every summer. And for, a, for years, every summer, these families would show up. And as the waves crash in, they bring with them a very mysterious cargo. Okay. And that cargo was Garfield phones. I lo- holy shit that ties in so much I can I can feel that Garfield phone in my hand right now feel the plastic like I can smell the, it the pictures it's the if you've never seen a Garfield phone you can google it or we'll do our best to describe it yeah yeah big old goofy ass Garfield face his back from neck to butt is where the phone goes he pull pick that up phone, phone and then nice you can talk to your phone. best pal Hansi while you're making faces at Garfield hang up that phone <laughs> So for years, people would show up and they're like, what the fuck? Like, A, why this in particular? And then B, for other people, like, what is this disgusting orange cat? Right. Pictures, it's fate, like the paint's worn off. It's like the rocks have dashed it. It's like nightmarish. Right. This is like a bottle episode in a post-apocalyptic TV show where a guy lives on a beach surrounded by Garfield phones. (laughs) They couldn't figure it out. They didn't know where it was coming from. And every summer, more of these phones would show up. And they're like, is it a fucking alien portal open? Right. Like, what What the fuck? So, like, environmentalists were, like, diving and looking around. And they found, and I was like, this is, like, an amazing horror movie, uh, a shipping container, mm. you know, fucking 50 years oh, ago. Oh, my God. Fell off of a fucking ship. Yeah. And got lodged into this like cave. So as the wa- the tide goes up and down, it's, it pulls some Garfield phones out of this thing. They kick around the ocean. And they wash up on this French beach. Amazing. So there's a scene in the article is so short, super short, but they described it. And I was like, that is, it's like fucking alien. Like these environmentalists were like, I think we found where it's coming from. And it's just them going down in this dark, dank cave. So dark, right? Rusty shipping container. Titanic looking. And just these like, <laughs> like faded fucking Garfield phones everywhere. Getting caught up in the fucking yeah. phone cords and <laughs> shit. The cord. Oh, God. That's, just that's dripping amazing. down like slime and algae growing off those spiral cords. I can picture it. Oh, I wish, I wish Jim Cameron Dead would Garfield. get down there with uh, his little robot. Robot submarine, the video uh, camera. Yeah. So that was it. There's just this, like, they didn't know why. And then eventually they were able to, like, go underwater and they found this weird recess cave thing where it's just fucking. <laughs> I, I was just picturing, like, a bunch of, like, French mafiosos, like, oh, this is the, 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 the thing, gonna fall off the truck. And, like, lightning strikes and they're all pulled into the drink with this container because they're like, we're gonna sell these Garfield phones in Russia. We're gonna make a killing. For a 500 rubles a pop. You got Seagal lined up for the <laughs> late night ad? You know Seagal had him. I, Steven Seagal definitely had, has one of those phone, you know, a fancy phone. Mm-hmm. Heavy bass, skinny little handle, the two bells oh, on the yeah, end. yeah, with the horns? Like, yes, yeah, it's like yes. Your Alexander Graham Bell style phone? Actually, I'll send you the link and I, I, I mean, I don't really 
we don't really post anything on Facebook, but you can look it up. Steven Seagal is sell and Casey, where do you think Steven Seagal makes movies in Hollywood? Clearly has probably a pad in Serbia, but you know this is the perfect place when they're like, Steven Seagal selling his fifteen million dollar pad in Oh, gotta guess where it's at? Guess where it is. Like fucking Azerbaijan? Scottsdale, Arizona. Ooh, even you worse. know he's an Arizona man. You oh, know he's it's got the Arizona. Look of an Arizona man. He's like, I ain't paying those taxes in California. I live in Arizona next to fucking Bisbee or something. I'm a free American man walking. As he's just fucking Honus Wagnerine rocks at people <laughs> trying to cross the border. Steven Seagal throwing soda cans digging. at us. The ditch digging criminals that they have down in Maricopa County just oh, winging rocks. Oh. Uh, Steven Seagal's counting the ballots, but he can't. He can't <laughs> read. <laughs> he's autistic. <laughs> oh, yeah, he can't read. He's autistic. He's got a big one. But he's got a big old dunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wears a muumuu oh, yeah. for the dunk. Hey, this isn't because I'm a fat piece of shit. It's because my dick's a fat piece of shit. <laughs> think wow. that's a that's a perfect I think that's, that's happy a... memorial day to you <laughs> sir da, da, salute da, da, da. the world war two men and women that died not because they were soldiers but because they were autistic because <laughs> they got big ones <laughs> yeah they got weighted down get it caught in that had, barbed wire we had to bury them face down just in case that's right arms up which people don't know what that means because it's an audio <laughs> that meant Casey and I salute each other as we insult it's, it's, yeah. World War One veterans. <laughs> They're all gone. Uh, they won't mind. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, how's it going? How is it? Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Memorial Day. Yes, indeed. How are Have you? A good long weekend. Is that what it's all about now? <laughs> it just Ash and I were talking, and of course, uh, I, people were climbing up <laughs> the vice president's ass, Kamala Harris. So I feel bad, but then I don't feel bad because she posted a tweet of like herself, like a windswept photo of her yeah. on Twitter, and she's just like smiling. She's not doing the guns, but it's a face of you, you either just finished a gun, ooh, and it says, have a good long weekend. So everybody was like, it's more than a long weekend. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, you know what? It isn't. If you're for... the vice president, yeah. you can't say have a good long weekend. That's for us simps. <laughs> I disagree. I think everybody likes a long weekend. It does, and you know who else do. liked a long weekend? Guys on the on the trenches in World War One, who this was originally meant to honor. They liked They're a long bones. weekend to go bone some French. <laughs> I was gonna Trollops? say whore trollops. Thank you. Well, I was gonna say no, whore, I... but I just wanted to wait five seconds to say whore. <laughs> you gotta let it. He's gotta. Perkle up. It's gonna that, come up from the the bowels. That's a mouthy word, right? Which it's just one? whore. Trollop or no? Whore. Trollop yeah. is lovely. 
it sounds like tulip trollop is yeah. is like had it did he did he or is something racist grandfather say and like oh yeah horny we, masturbators you know? we've been wa- we've been watching that <laughs> series ripper on netflix oh, yeah, so there's, sure. there's a lot of use of prostitute and i imagine behind the scenes a lot of put a little extra mustard on the hook heart oh i can't uh, yeah, think no, of a, a tough one a yeah tough one. that so yeah but the thing about so i didn't see the thing on kamala harris but it's just it is a long weekend and it is a day meant to memorialize fallen oh. soldiers and 98 percent of americans have no idea the difference between veterans day and memorial day so they can shut up ruby wants to show you something show casey your shirt It's so good, you froze him completely. Had to go through another couple logs on the old internet router. I was like, Ruby, he loved your shirt so much, he froze. I I hung up the phone. She ran away. (laughs) No, that shirt is amazing, though. So good. All the homage promote. uh, They're they're not a sponsor yet, but homage has... They have some lines that you're like, I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, girl, dad, mom, boy, mom. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the the specifics yeah. there, but their <laughs> wrestling mom. line, yeah. they yeah. they have like a ding dong or King Kong Bundy and <laughs> they got hacks up. like they just have beautiful, beautiful wrestling shirts. Gotta and they keep go those guys, keep them up to the surface, yeah. keep them in the zeitgeist, keep them alive for sure. They have a weird. Like that, only, it has to be such a deep cut because they have a Frank Thomas, uh, first uh-huh. baseman for the White Sox, yep. selling boner pills now and mm-hmm. his own beer. We've talked about it. <laughs> Go back and listen. But um, so they have a traditional like bobblehead Frank Thomas shirt, you know, with the big head and the little body, um, mm-hmm. which is great. And then they have the best odd 1990 throwback. He's doing the classic pose on one knee with his glove up on first base. And it's just a 1990 Fleer rookie card. And it's just, that's the shirt. And you're just yeah. like, what a strange choice, but a beautiful choice for somebody that obviously mm-hmm. in the mix, like, yeah, I like Frank Thomas. I remember that card. It's a great card. Oh yeah. That's totally, we are, I think I just read about it and I was like, oh, that is fun. Um, the new advertising category that we all inhabit. I missed that. My dog was scratching oh, at no. the door. It, it, no, it's fine. I thought I could. I thought I could transition the long description into. There was. A, I was just reading that some people are getting offended that are our age. Yeah. Because someone has been talking and and ad- advertisers and marketing people trying to find new ways to target us. Oh, okay. Uh, and how we fit into the whole tapestry of people who buy useless shit. So the term they're using in creating new ad campaigns is we are geriatric millennials. Okay, so basically it means – well, first of all, our generation is uh, um, uh, notoriously known for – just being broke we're like the first like broke oh, yeah. generation consistently in yeah. 60 years like there has been no upward and i say this as a generalization but if you look at the baby boomers and gen xers mm-hmm. and 
you look at their mobility, it is like it is an upward yeah. trend, and it continues to be because you have to get that start. It's like uh, mm-hmm. to, not to bring it. I mean, I guess this brings it into this, so I don't know, mean to diminish it, but like Chris Rock has an interesting bit where he's like, "Yeah, white people have wealth. Black people have famous white people have wealth. Um, black people have." Is it like money? money? Just money? It is, but it's also that my audio is like cutting out. All right, here we go. Are you there? I am here. On three. This is like the (laughs) jankiest, craziest, jankiest ever start to a podcast. 